You're listening to Your High Self Podcast, episode 33, how journaling can shift your body image with Paula. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. My name is Shanae and I'm your host. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in yourself and doing it with me today. This week, we've got another coaching call and I'm excited because I'm talking to Paula and she is going to share about her journey with fitness and then how she utilized my 30 days to self-love and purpose, purpose, purple, self-love and purpose journal prompts to shift her mindset about her body. I think a lot of you are going to resonate with her story because she was spending a lot of time meal prepping and following a meal plan. She never did a competition, but she wanted to and um she eventually got to this place where she looked really great externally and got so many compliments but yet she still didn't feel good about herself um fast forward she started a new job she gained a lot of weight because of the stress which again like how many of us has that happened to like hello me a lot of us um and so she gained back a lot of weight due to stress and when she Um, when that happened, I think that's when she found me and she learned about the journal prompts and she was like, all right, so what do I got to lose? Let me try this out. Um, and I think the reason why she got to that point was because she had been lean before she had lost all the weight and she still wasn't happy about herself. So tune in today and learn about how the daily practice of journaling helped her shift her mindset. Um, and pretty quickly too, like it, it didn't take a year, um, how being in shape externally didn't contribute to her feeling good internally and how she numbed those feelings, how to view your body as a temple, and then me coaching Paula through her thoughts around her stomach and body image. So I'm actively taking her through the thought model so you'll be able to see that in action. And if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you can see my screen. So I think it's really helpful to be able to see that. I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. If you would like to be coached, I'm hoping to bring, you know, one coaching um, client on a month, just go down to the show notes, find my email, um, or you can DM me on Instagram if you hang out with me there and let me know. I love doing these coaching things like because I feel like when you hear someone else get coached, you get so much more out of it than being coached yourself. So you'd be doing a massive, massive favor to many people around the world who listen to this show. And I love to meet you. I love to like see you and talk to you and um, just really be connected um, versus like you just listening to my voice every week. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. If you haven't already, um, please leave a review. Give me your honest feedback. If this episode or previous episodes have helped you, share it with a friend, sister, cousin, aunt. Spread the word. I My mission this year really is to create a movement where we are talking less about getting skinnier, the, you know, the best workouts, like how to... Um, meal timing, like really taking the conversation from fitness away from that and into personal development. Because when you can start to work on yourself from the inside out, like you'll hear Paula talk about today, when we start to work on ourselves from the inside out, magical things happen, big things shift. You have so much more energy to put towards your secret dreams. So whether that is becoming an author, becoming a coach, just getting connected to more people. Like when you take the five hours that you were spending meal prepping every weekend, and instead put it towards like personal development and maybe just going out and connecting with people in real life, 
so many good things happen. And I think that as women, we have such an opportunity and such a power to connect and nurture and care for. And if you want to be a coach and like have a podcast and do these things, then you can only do it when you stop being obsessed with your body. And so it's really why I'm passionate about helping um, you with this. And if you have shifted and healed and you are like, oh my God, I need help with my goals, reach out to me. I have a really uh, special mastermind that I'm putting together. I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. I was like, you know what? I'm feeling really called to do something long-term and um, that is in the works. So if this sounds like you, where you're like, I need accountability and support towards reaching the goals. I've already shifted my mindset around my body and food and I'm real good there, Um, but I have really big dreams and goals and I have a big purpose and I wanna achieve those things and I need help, reach out. Anyways, that was a tangent. Without further ado, let's get into it. Hey Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you. Super excited to be here. Yeah, we're super excited too. So for our listeners, can you just give us like a quick intro on who you are and um, what you do and kind of like how you and I connected? Sure. So I'm Paula. I'm 32 years old. Um, I have a background in the fitness nutrition area. It's always been like a super huge passion of mine. Um, and I came across, um, uh, Shanae's profile (laughs) journaling and I was like, you know what, let me just give this a try. You know, it's free and you know, it can't really hurt. Right. So, um, I, I guess I can start from the beginning in my journey. I've always, um, kind of like not always loved where my body was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like the journaling came, gave me a piece to be a little bit more peaceful with myself mm-hmm. and how I looked, even though I didn't always love how I looked. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I used to come like from a background of just like, I just I was always in shape. I was never ever considered to be the I'm not like actually the heaviest, heaviest I am uh, I've ever been actually mm-hmm. and um I would say like <clears throat> like over the past like maybe five years I was in the best shape of my life mm-hmm. I was working out I was eating right um but I actually now that I look back at it I was actually really being super strict with myself mm-hmm. and I was actually being kind of mean to myself even though when I look back at the pictures, like, wow, actually, I looked good and I was being so mean to myself. Like, why? There's just like no reason for that. Mm-hmm. So I want to pause really quick. So it was about five years ago, you said that you first started kind of getting into like working out and fitness. Is that right? Yeah, I would say I was taking it seriously. I've always been into like fitness and stuff like that and food, but I really started taking it seriously about five years ago. Um, and what got you to start taking it seriously? Um, I actually wanted to do a bikini competition. Um, I thought that would be. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was actually working with a trainer at the time and she was like, oh, let's do a bikini competition. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I didn't know anything about it. I was just like, all right, well. And then she gave me this like meal plan and like, 
that's when I knew that there was something wrong because the first two days that I did it, I basically binged mm. because it was really low carb mm-hmm. and it was just so bland. It was not enjoyable, mm-hmm. um, but I would always like try and go back to it. And then I would always end up like binging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot where, where I was going with that. So, oh, I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> so she gave you this meal plan and you can just tell it was all wrong, but how long did you stick with the meal plan for so her her meal plan in particular didn't last very long. It maybe lasted a couple weeks. Okay. And did you kind of already have like the lifestyle before that or were you really, really new? I was pretty new to that particular lifestyle. Okay. So then the meal plan happened, the restricting and then binging kind of started to happen. Where did you go from there? So... I decided that I wasn't going to do a meal plan mm-hmm. um, at that point because like her meal plan was just not working for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did research on like other like things and I was able to find like some like good um, like meal plans that like were tasty mm-hmm. and they're already laid out for me, but it was just too much work. Mm-hmm. It was too much work to like, I was like putting like five hours in on the weekend and meal prepping meal prepping is just like god i'm not even living my life yeah yeah and um so yeah and i did that for a very for a good few years i did i did that particular meal plan and it worked and this is the time that you were saying that you looked really great you were like the best you ever looked yes yes but now hindsight, you believe that you were actually really mean to yourself. Yes. Cause I, I, even though, even though people were saying, Oh wow, you look so great. I was like, eh. I'm just like, I didn't really feel like I looked that great at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ended up actually becoming a personal trainer a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, at this moment in time, I was not only expected to complete my certification, which is like super new to me, but also was expected to like make sales and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I found that to be extremely stressful. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up like actually gaining like 20, 20 pounds in one year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when I really started getting down on myself. Mm. as far as body image goes Mm -hmm. I can totally resonate with that and I know a lot of other people do too I mean like I bet you I bet you (laughs) that other people listening to this podcast have in one way or another gained weight from stress because of a new job yeah it's 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 so insane um I'm currently not practicing though right now but I do think that having like the certification is like super helpful mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on my own journey and stuff. So, so you started personal training, you gained a lot of weight. Um, then what happened from there? So was this kind of just like a year ago or is this a little bit more recent? So let's see, I, I started the personal training job back in, I think it was the beginning of 2018. Okay. So not too long ago. So 
not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And then um, I recently just moved to New York City. So congrats. Thank you. Um, I'm actually taking some time off to so kind of familiarize myself with everything. But um, during this whole transition, um, through the journaling, I've been able to find that um, the gratitude, love it, like, just like being thankful for everything that my body does for me and seeing it as more like more of like a temple mm-hmm, mm-hmm. rather than just the way it looks. I love it. I love it. Let's get into that. So as Paula said in the very beginning, she found me um, ran- randomly. She, you got the 30 days of journaling um, to self-love and purpose. And the reason why I invited her on the show is because she literally did all 30 days and not consecutively, I want to say. Like there was like a couple days you missed, but you didn't quit, right? It's like, yes. even if you missed a day or two, you like still did it. And you guys, she uploaded it on stories and tagged me every single time. So I want to thank you, Paula, for doing that because it's like I got to go on that journey with you and it's so much fun. And um I just know how helpful journaling is and not everyone does it. So I wish everyone would do it, but let's talk about that. So you said that you decided to do it because you saw that it was like self-love and purpose. Is that why? Yeah. And I really wanted to be able to like focus on something else other than like my body. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which I highly recommend. Um, And initially, did you have any hesitations about starting the journaling practice? Um. Yes. One of them was like, well, I don't know if this is going to work, but we'll just give it a try. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Um, um, what, what I have found is that like just the daily practice of doing it, like writing it down and then reading it to myself, like the more I started believing in it mm-hmm. um, and I could really see the benefit in that and because you know our mind is like basically we'll listen to anything negative that our our mind will say to us so if we could just say something positive to ourselves then maybe our mind will believe that too (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah definitely it's a hundred percent true so now that you've completed the 30 days which was like a little while ago um have you So like, let's talk about that 30 day journey. When did you start to find some more love for yourself? Like within the time that you picked up the practice? Um, I want to say like a couple weeks in, probably like one to two weeks in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did you start to then believe your I am statements? Yes. I was like, you know what? I got this. Like there's nothing that can bring me down. You know, it's, and it was just like, I am so much more than just a body. Yes. I love it. I love it. So for those who are not familiar with the journal outline, can you tell us what it is? So it basically, um, you write down like three things that you're grateful for Mm -hmm. um, to start with. And then um, there's a section for energy as well, which I did put down like what my energy was for the day. Um, how I can increase my energy for the day, um, including like not just like physical energy, but like either negative or positive energy that I have yeah. and see if like there's something I could do to like fix that. 
And then there was the intentions, which I thought was really powerful. Um, and then, um, so like, the, like you said, there are the I am statements. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was the journal prompts mm -hmm. after that too. Mm -hmm. so I was pretty lengthy in all of those. Yeah. Not a lot to say. <laughs> how many minutes did it take you to do? Like how much time did you commit to investing in yourself? It was about like, I actually was really dedicated to it. I, I set the timer for at least 15 minutes, but I ended up actually journaling for like 30 minutes. Awesome. Awesome. And then what time of day did you do it that you found helped you stay the most consistent? I would say morning. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Right before like working out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then by doing it in the morning, did you feel like it really um, changed your mood for the day or like just changed your energy for the day? Yeah, I kind of felt like it made me a little bit more positive. Um, just go about my day a little bit more positively. Yeah, yeah. And try to like see like the positive in like each situation, even if it was not the greatest. Right, yeah, totally see that. Life is always happening for you, right? Not to you. Yes. Um, so going into the body image stuff, kind of what we were talking about before, before we hit record on the podcast, I was like, stop, stop, stop. We got to record. Um, I really want to go into that. So you had said that you were in the best shape of your life, like five years ago. And then the weight gain happened. You realized it was like a very restrictive meal plan and the journaling you said has helped you be more accepting of yourself. Yes. Why do you think that is? I think it's because it's, um, I read it in and out every single day. Mm -hmm. And so the more I read it, the more I believe it. Okay. And um, I think that like comparing it to like back then, I wasn't like doing any of like the inner work or anything like that. I was just like, okay, let's, I'm gonna numb all the feelings I'm just gonna shut it out and just you know not worry about it and it kind of just got bottled up over many years and just kind of you know now I'm just letting it all out <laughs> so it's really it, it really did help I love that. I love that. And you said that you had started to see your body more as a temple rather than just for what it looks like. Can you expand on that? Sure. Um, just like seeing like, just um, like working out in a way that feels good to me and that makes me feel strong. Mm -hmm. um, I, I ended up starting to focus on things that my body could do, such as one of my goals was always pull-ups and, and to be able to do more push-ups. Yeah. So I focus a lot of my energy on that. And I've seen like incredible success so far. Um, and also like trying to like be nice to myself when I eat certain, I eat a food and I feel guilty and I try to, I try to be nice to myself, but sometimes it's not always easy. Mm -hmm. um, but like trying to eat foods that nourish my body. Um, and one of the main things being enjoying my food because 
there's a lot of times in the past where I just like ate foods and like just eat it even if it tastes disgusting just eat it (laughs) but now it's like oh I cannot even like fathom like not enjoying my meals yeah yeah so yeah just treating it more kindly than it used to be (laughs) I love it so it sounds like you've not only found more self-love for yourself but just more kindness in general yes and did you ever think that would happen just by doing the inner work versus changing what your body looked like? No, I never thought of that uh-huh. at all. And I don't think anyone ever does. And sometimes people don't believe me. So you were skeptic. You were like, okay, like, we'll see how this goes. For the skeptics out there, like, what would you, what would you say to yourself? Like in the very beginning, if you had a girlfriend and she was like, oh my God, Paula, you should try this. And you're like, um, what would you say to her now? Um, hmm. So I guess if you have a friend and you were like, you should try this. And they were like, that's not going to work. I'm going to go do this. Oh my gosh. Right now with like January, people are doing all these diets. If you had a friend who said she was going to do like some 30 day keto diet and you were like, Hey, why don't you try this instead? But she was really skeptical about it. What would you tell her? Ah, that's a good question. I think I would want to, um, in, in like a, a completely neutral way, just try to explain to her that, you know, you're beautiful just the way you are. And, um, you know, no diet really is ever going to get you to that place where you're like a hundred percent happy. Because even when I was doing that, that meal plan, I wasn't a hundred percent happy, but I kept on like thinking that it was. So I, I would explain to her that, you know, you know, there's other ways that you can bring that joy to yourself. And it's not, and sad to say, it's not through a diet, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think a lot of people need to hear that. It's just like finding a way to like create that same feeling of happiness without having to do a diet. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, it's not long-term, the dieting, it's just not long-term. And it puts us in that scarcity mentality, right? And like, we just never feel like we're good enough. It's like, you could be so lean and you could have these ripped arms and ripped abs, but you don't ever see it. And it's just never good enough. Exactly. Right. We've been there. We've done that. <laughs> so now that you're kind of on the other side, I always call it like the other side of the bridge. You cross the bridge, you found the peace you found um inner work you like found this like peacefulness inside of you where you are a bit more accepting of yourself you said that you still did have a couple struggles so let's get into that as far as coaching goes what aspects um do you are you still struggling with um i i like for me i think it's um when sometimes I look in the mirror, you know, and I see my stomach, I'm just, sometimes I'm like, okay, I don't really like what's there, but you know, I guess it's not the end of the world. So I guess it's just, it's, it's, um, 
even though like I don't diet or anything like that, I try to eat like really intuitively. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like, I guess I'm trying to expect a result mm. by eating intuitively and I'm not really seeing it. And I, then I'm also like struggling with, okay, you know what? It's not about what I look like, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm like kind of like being pulled in like several directions at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what are the expectations that you expect to receive if your stomach look the way you wanted it to look? Um, I feel like I would be like confident more. Um, maybe I would be happy, mm-hmm. but I think I'm like, I would probably be, if I was in that position, I'd be confident. Mm-hmm. that's how I you know sometimes sometimes I felt that when I was in my previous body mm-hmm. and did you ever get more confidence when you actually had it in your previous body um sometimes sometimes okay cool. but it wasn't all the time all right so we'll do a thought model on this which is my favorite way to like break this stuff down so you can see oh, cool. if this thought actually really works with you. So for those of us, or for those of you guys who can see the video, you can see I'm sharing my screen. Um, And if you're listening, sorry, you're gonna hear some typing. So the circumstances, your stomach. So whenever we talk about circumstances, they just simply mean um, facts about life, things that you can't change, um, but can't change in terms of like, it's just the way things are like your stomach is just a stomach, right? Like your stomach can't magically turn into an ear. Can it? No, exactly. (laughs) It's a fact. So your stomach is just a fact. It's neutral. Now the thought about your stomach is what makes it either positive or negative. So what is the thought around your stomach? You said it before. Um, um, it's, thought around my stomach is just it's not it's it's it looks puffy it looks puffy awesome so now how does that thought make you feel um kind of makes me feel a little disappointed with myself all right And then when you feel disappointed in yourself, what do you do or not do? Um, I sometimes can get impulsive and start looking for external things like diets that might, or not like maybe, maybe just meal plans that might help me get back into shape. Um, but I, I never actually do any of it. Mm-hmm. I will think about it impulsively, but then I'll try to like talk myself out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what's the result that you get when you do that? You get impulsive, you start looking at diets and meal plans, and then you basically have an internal war in your head. <laughs> yeah. What's the result of that? Like, what do you actually get when all of that happens? Stress. <laughs> Guess what stress does? 
Yeah, there's a lot of bad things. <laughs> a lot of bad things. One in general, one big thing is that stress increases our cortisol, which does actually physically change the way that our stomach looks. Hmm. It causes bloating. It causes puffiness. It can cause constipation. It can just cause un, like digestive disorders. Um, stress also can make you gain weight. Very true. Unnecessary stress, especially. So um, the thought it looks puffy is creating feelings of disappointment, which then causes you to be impulsive. You start looking for diets and meal plans. You get really stressed out. Is that the result that you want? No. No. Um, and let me write this here so that you can see it. Stress and makes my stomach puffy. Okay. So now let's make, so this is what I call an unconscious thought model. You are unconsciously going through these thoughts um, without realizing it and it's like a it's like a habit loop it just keeps going and going and going and going and it's not getting you the result that you want so everything in life is a result of a thought so if you are not wanting to feel disappointed and you want to feel a different way instead then it's going to it's going to require of you to start to consciously create the thoughts that you want to create that reality for yourself or that feeling, right? So we're going to make a conscious thought model now with the same circumstance. It's not going to change. We're still talking about your stomach. What's your new thought? Um, so what's uh, work backwards? What is a thing that you want? Hmm. Um, I would, I was, my think my thought would be, um, I am strong. Okay. How does that thought actually make you feel though? Like saying it right now. Um, I guess neutral. Okay. That's okay. That's good. <laughs> when you feel neutral, what do you do or not do? Um, I, um, I think I would, I would be more willing to think about like going back to my gratitude journal mm -hmm. and just thinking about things that like, um, you know, um, my body is capable of doing three pull-ups right now. That's like an amazing thing. Or like, you know, just like different things that my body is so capable of doing that I didn't know was even like possible. Ooh. And when you do that, what is the result? I think that I'm feeling, I think I could feel pretty, uh, maybe I would say confident actually. Confident. Would you also say that you feel strong? Yeah. Like not physically strong, but like emotionally strong? Yeah. Awesome. So the next time you look at yourself in the stomach, in the stomach, in the mirror, um, so some body image coaching here is that we automatically tend to, um, <laughs> real life. <laughs> So what happens is when we look at ourselves in the mirror, we automatically tend to pick ourselves apart. 
we look at our stomach or we look at our legs or we look at our arms or we look at our hair or our face or something. (laughs) And when you do that, you just, you detach yourself. It's like you disassociate yourself from who you really are. Are you a stomach? Hmm. No. No. Are you an arm? No. Are you a thigh? Quad? Are you a quad? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) What are you? Um, I, I am a strong human being. There you go. And so you have to start to train yourself to look at yourself as a whole instead of piecing yourself apart when you look at yourself in the mirror. So one is language. What is the language that you use to describe yourself? Are you using yourself as like what you have been and saying, oh, my stomach is this? Or are you describing yourself as a whole person and a whole being? So that's number one, because when we start to pull ourselves apart like that, we, we really take away our own power because then we start to describe ourselves as these pieces and these fragments rather than the whole of who we are. And we, in reality, are powerful, strong fucking women, right? Yeah. Yes. For sure. And so your new thought model is I am strong, which for you actually creates a feeling of neutrality, but I'm going to have you think about this a little bit more and you can start to do thought models in your journaling and think like, okay, what is, you can work backwards too. Sometimes I do that where it's like, what is the feeling that I want to feel? And if the feeling you want to feel is confident and emotionally strong, then what is the thought that's going to give me that? So I like to work backwards sometimes. Um, so your new thought model, I am strong, feeling neutral, the action, which is kind of funny because it goes back to the thought, but thinking about things that my body can do. So actually, you know, what we could do is we can bring this up here. So, um, uh, the thought is my body, mm, I'm grateful for, right? You were saying the gratitude. Yes. So your new thought model is actually, I'm grateful for the things my body can do that I didn't even know was possible. Say we put that there. How does that make you feel? Confident, you said? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You said confident and emotionally strong. When you are confident and emotionally strong, what do you do? What are the actions you take? Oh, okay. Um... I, um, hmm, that's a good question. Hmm. All right. Um, I, you know, focus on, um, my physical strength. I focus on, um, my mental strength, like what, um, how I, um, you know, working on being able to overcome negative thoughts I should mm-hmm. say. yeah that's really good and when you do that what's the result that you get I um would say hmm um almost kind of like relieved (laughs) i love that which is the direct opposite of your other thought model yeah your other thought model was stress oh yeah you see that i see that 
Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So, you know, you did the thought model, right? When your result matches your thought. So this kind of matches. We know for sure that this result, the stress that makes my stomach puffy matches your thought. So there's something called cognitive dissonance where what you think you will search for. So if you're thinking my stomach looks puffy, then you are going to be seeing that result. Like you're going to be looking for times when you look puffy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like you focus on, you attract. Basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, it's like that example that I use all the time is like, have you ever seen a red Tesla? Yes. And now when you go outside, you're going to be looking for more red Teslas. Yes. Just because we talked about it. <laughs> That's it. It's like, it's simple as that. So now with your new thought, I'm grateful for the things my body can do that I didn't even know was possible. You're now going to start like intuitively searching for more of those things. So whether that be with your pull-ups, like you talked about, or your push-ups, or even just like, wow, I um, was able to take this negative thought that was about to come up and I was able to reframe it. Like you'll start to feel and start to automatically look for all those times that you've done it and are doing it, um, which for you is going to create that sense of relief. And would you even say gratitude? Yeah, for sure which perfectly completes this thought model because gratitude is in your thought. So you know you did the thought model right if your result matches your um, thought. So when your result matches your thought, then you know it's right. You know you have the right thought model. Um, so that's really important. The other really important thing about thought models is that you believe your thought. Because some people can have the thought, I am strong, but they don't actually believe themselves. Um, for others that I work with on body image, sometimes we have to go real neutral, where for my stomach, they have to just say, I have a stomach. And we just start there. Um, mm. You know, I have a body versus I love my body because they're, or I'm grateful for my body because they're just not there yet. And that's okay. I teach the girls inside Mindset Makeover Academy, like we have levels of self-love like we don't just go from self-love to self-love overnight there's like all these different levels acceptance then like and even just neutrality like we've got to go through it all which I think you have been over the course of journaling the last like month and a half like you've really been able to climb the ladder if you will on the steps of self-love so you've jumped over into the gratitude section <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. So for anyone listening, if you're like, I can't feel gratitude for my body right away. Like Paula must be some sort of amazing human being. Why don't I feel that yet? It's not you. It's just that she's been doing the work for a little bit longer. Um, I always like to say that we're all on the same journey. Literally, we're all on the same path. We're just at different sections. So if anything I ever say resonates with you, Paula, um, or with anybody else, it's merely because I'm just a little bit farther along on the path than you. And so if there's anything that you see in me that you really want, it's actually available to you and it's already within you. I'm just reminding you that, that you can achieve it and that it's possible for you, which I think is super cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So anything else that kind of comes up around the thought model around these things that we just talked about to solidify for you? Any questions? Um, yeah, actually it was kind of like, 
this kind of like helps me break it down a little bit more. Um, yeah, it, make, it makes, yeah, it gives me like a clear vision of, you know, things and it makes sense. It does make sense. I love yeah. it. Very simple. It's very straightforward. I use it with everyone all the time and it never gets old. Like people, I've had clients for a year and a half and we're still thought modeling things out. I love, like, I love that. I've never seen that um, before. That's really cool. I learned it. It was in my life coaching certification. So I'm, I uh, pay it forward. Um, but yeah, that's what life coaching is basically. <laughs> so I'm going to stop my screen share here. Um, so I'm so curious to know, now that you, um, you probably would say you're like over the bridge. You're still kind of getting over some humps, but um, largely for the most part, like you've come to this place of acceptance. You found a new appreciation and gratitude for your body. Have there been any new opportunities or like new energy that you found that you're putting into things other than your workouts and your nutrition now that you've like found this new piece for yourself? Um. So... <clears throat> Yeah, I would say largely the nutrition and like the workout stuff is actually becoming too much of a focus right now. So um, I'm trying to expand a little bit more outwards. Um, you know, one of my values is um, being, you know, part of a, co a community mm -hmm. um, and connecting with somebody. Um, and, you know, I find that especially when I, when I have that community and I'm talking to them in person, I feel like, like even something like this is like, it just like brings, brings so much value. So I think what I want to do more focusing on is finding a community that I can belong to that, um, that I could like feel those, like feel a connection where it's not just like, you know, give and take. And, mm -hmm. um, I'm wondering if, you know, I can even find that like, through fitness because right now I'm just kind of like going down to the gym you know everyone has their headphones on so it's like eh, not quite a community but mm -hmm. that's what I'm I'm looking to focus more of my energy on at the moment oh I love it well I'll tell you what we can do together <laughs> when we <laughs> hang up this interview um but I, I want people to hear that because um uh it's so funny you mentioned that because I literally was thinking about this today um with social media and just with all this stuff that we've got going on, I feel like we're so connected, but we're so disconnected at the same time. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Like I feel that a thousand times percent. And one of my missions and values this year is to actually create more experiences for people like you so that you can come together with like-minded people and like-minded women and like be in community and being together. And that's why I go to so many events, you know, like last year I went to a bunch of different events and I like take time to go to them because you're right. We do want to be in community and connected and um, it actually takes a lot of effort. Like you're not going to find it. You have to sometimes either create it. Like I create experiences like for my clients where we meet in zoom rooms like this. So imagine like Brady Bunch style, a bunch of different people's faces, but connecting once or twice a week and um, the way that I do it is I, I host masterminds and group coaching programs so that you can see each other and be connected. And, um, it's kind of like creating like a, like a safe environment for people to come together and 
share their accountabilities, share their wins, share their vulnerabilities and supporting each other through it. I think that's what life is about. And now with social media, it's harder to find those different things because everyone's just glued to their phone. Yeah. And I think, I feel like also a lot of people are connected like online, but like I need so much more than online. I need like a physical yes. thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> really fun plan, but I'm not going to say it now. Um, so I'm excited for you to go and do that and to find that for yourself. Um, what's your word for 2020? My word is persist. Yay. I yes. love it. That's yes. A great one. And what are some values that you're going to use to guide your 2020? I think I'm going to um, obviously um, community connection, um, you know, um, drive. Mm. Really like, um, I think like, because I moved like, a couple times within the past few years mm -hmm. so I've had to like re like really work hard to make new friends mm -hmm. so this year I'm gonna have I have to really step out of my comfort zone again yeah. and um you know just kind of push myself a little bit more to get out um so I don't, I don't know what value I'll use for that that's still even persist. I mean, I love that. Yeah, I moved every three years as a kid, so I know what it feels like to have to like go and find new friends all over again. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but there's so many things that you can do these days. Um, volunteering, right? Going, um, yeah. volunteering with kids or with the homeless. I volunteer with animals, um, so you can like be in community that way. Um, yeah, I'm a crazy animal person <laughs> but I volunteer with like trapping cats like feral cats and neutering them and then releasing them back into their environment to help with the population of feral cats like muffins the reason why we have muffins is because he was born on the street we found him underneath a truck and um like I don't want that to happen yeah it's so sad like shelter wouldn't take them yeah <laughs> so anyhow there's so many things that you could do that like tie into your personality and who you are and that by volunteer or even like book clubs in person workout classes um I started boxing and it's so much fun to be in community like that and have other people who um are like going to the classes with you and you connect and um, you know, it's like, you know, once or twice a week, but it's, it is really nice to have that connection that you were talking about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you'll have to keep us updated with what, where you find community in person and how you find it and how it impacts you. Yes, definitely. And remember, you can only make that happen when you start to forgive yourself for being obsessed with nutrition, being obsessed with your body and like forgiving that experience accepting that that is just how you've been and who you are and then making the choice to change you can't change who you've been from a place of hate you've got to meet yourself with love and then make the choice from there exactly so okay. true okay <laughs> well before we wrap up today's coaching any last words of advice for anybody who was maybe in your shoes just a couple months ago or anything you want to leave the audience with Oh, okay. Um, sure. Um, I think I would want to just say, just be patient with yourself and 
it's a journey. It's a process. Just got to really trust it. Mm. And, you know, even though you don't think, you know, change is going to happen, just trust yourself. It will with time. (laughs) Yay. Love it. Thank you so much for your time today, Paula. If you guys enjoyed this coaching call, this interview, tag us on Instagram, post it on your stories. Um, I'll have Paula's Instagram down there as well as mine. And we thank you so much for tuning in today. We'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Don't forget to be your highest self.